the world is changing and that is amazing, albeit a bit unsettling sometimes. You see, the third dimension is grasping desperately to hold our collective consciousness in its grip, but one by one we are shifting into the fifth dimensional reality. We are shedding the old concepts of fear, greed, power over, and control as they give way to understanding, love, compassion, and community. I'm your host, Laura Christine, intuitive healer and channel. I've created this show to help you manifest your lighter, brighter future by following the urgings of your boundless soul. Trust me, it knows where to go. Hit subscribe to stay aligned. Now relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, thanks for joining me for part three of this sacred inner marriage where I basically go through the descent of Inanna for myself and see what happens. And I mentioned last time uh, I, I removed my crown. I didn't enjoy it that much. And I have to say that these past few weeks have not been awesome. But then again, have they been? Because what we might perceive with our conscious, egoic self is not necessarily what is all happening in the background, right? So I went in and I removed my crown and I came up against a lot of my insecurities about knowing everything, about being right, about being spiritual, and just like the general thoughts in my mind. So I went in and I decided that I would look into the shadow's of my third eye. And I took a look at my fifth chakra, and you'll see how kind of strange that situation was in a minute. But let's see, for the sixth chakra, Inanna wore uh, the other, you know, another protective thing that she wore when she went into the underworld. And by the way, remember, she went into the underworld to gain power, to become more powerful, even though she knew that whoever enters the underworld does not come back. So she prepared her assistant or her attendant or her minister, depending on how you look at the translation, and told her, hey, if I go down there and I don't come back up within three days, I need you to basically lacerate yourself, basically grieve for me. So you're going to lacerate your face and your butt and wear a robe. And it's all these really strange things for us to think about. But back in the day, you know, 4,000 years ago or more. Maybe that's what they did. I don't know. And then she was supposed to go to different father aspects of Inanna. So remember that in these myths, because I've read Women Who Run With the Wolves a couple of times, and I'll probably be reading that again soon. But remember, these are all aspects of our psyche. So Inanna is basically, I'm going to say kind of maybe the ego self and the, you know, the one above. And so we're or the higher self even, maybe a combination, and we're going to go into the underworld. So we're going to kind of use our ego as our vessel to bring us down into the underworld to find out what our subconscious is doing. And all of these different parts of our psyche are being animated or being called upon to see if they can help us. (laughs) So I prepared a part of myself. I talked to myself. I said, hey, self, uh, 
this is going to suck. <laughs> Probably. At least parts of it will. But you've got to do it because do you want to be stronger or you just want to sit here in this little loopy circle that you're going in, not getting where you want to get to? Or do you want to discover more of yourself and become even more boundless? Because that's what life is all about. To me, it's like, I want to be as boundless as my soul. And we really can't not be as boundless as our souls. But if I can get my personality self to realize the boundlessness of my soul and to experience the boundlessness of my soul, that is like freaking awesome. So yeah, maybe this is a little bit egotistical of me to take this little journey. But I really was inspired by Inanna in the story of her and her epic. And I love the word epic, so... That's what I'm doing. Now, I'm going to read to you from the sixth chakra. And then I just wanted to keep going. So I did. And I'll take a little break in between so you can have a breather. And then we will come back for the throat chakra to see kind of what has been coming up for me or what came up for me in these aspects. Did I make a mistake? Am I doing this wrong? I feel lost and alone. My inside feels empty, hollow, blank. I can't see. I know, I know I am connected to the energy realms. I know I am connected to my intuition. I know I'm surrounded by love, by light, by angels. Why am I so tense? Why am I so scared? Why do I feel so lost and far from myself? Why do I feel like maybe I'm dying? Why do I keep crying? Why do I need to know why? What has been hiding in the shadows behind my inner sight? What has so far escaped the light? Step out and let me see you now. The depression never healed. The feeling that I never was quite right, that I'd never just be happy, has been hiding all this time. And the judgment, it's like my inner judge or critic, is hiding behind my eyes in the shadows, not seen, but influential all the same, unseen even more so. This judge, this critic, what is it that she needs? What is she protecting me from? Surely not myself, no, the others. By judging myself, I am protected from the judgments of others. Is this true? No, others will judge me as they will, no matter if or how I've judged myself. If their judgments match mine, it only increases the pain. If their judgments are opposite my own, it acts to cancel theirs out. Self-judging is a zero-sum game. I feel so peaceful now, as though all I had to do was look into the shadow, say, I found you, and the game is done. I feel clear. I feel calm. I feel a vast sense of relief, as though... All my inner judge wanted was to be seen and called out, literally into the light, told, you don't have to protect me anymore. Just come here. Let me hold you. There, there. It's all okay. Shh. Rest now. You've been working for so long. And then I grabbed my green pen because I'm like, okay, the heart then. I completely forgot that I had a fifth chakra. Let's take a break and we'll get back to it. Before I head into the throat chakra, I just do want to mention that literally right as I wrote that last sentence, 
you've been working for so long. And after I had felt that complete shift within me just by looking at the fact that I was judging myself so much and how it really wasn't protecting me from anything but actually making things so much worse, my friend called me right in that moment. And it was the most beautiful thing because she's the kind of friend that does this work herself. And so I was able to share this with her as I'm sharing it with you now. And she was able to share her processes with me because even though she doesn't know who Inanna is or the goddess Inanna, she's certainly done this work. And I think we all have in many different ways. We're all initiated in our own ways. Sometimes it's self-initiated and sometimes it seems to definitely not be. But we've all been on this journey. So again, then I grabbed my green pen <laughs> and I wrote, I forgot about the fifth chakra <laughs> because I assumed that the next one was my heart. <laughs> so then I thought, well, that's an issue right then and there that I forgot I even have a fifth chakra. Hmm, interesting. Especially having been... Having felt like I've not been heard, shall we say. So let's see what happens. And is it because you've not been heard? Or is it because I've not spoken? Oh, I've spoken. Have I been heard? Do the shadows ever run deep in the throat chakra? So deep, I may not be able to find them. Or what's hiding there? What is hiding there? What words have not been spoken? What have I muted? Two or from me. I've created a masterpiece. I've created a vision of myself for others to see that I want to feel. My friend said others see me as a free spirit. I won't take crap from anyone. I'll do what I want and I have it all figured out and put together. This is how I'm seen? If that's so, I've misled those who see it like this. I've never had it figured out. I've always been trying. I've been tuned in, yeah, but I'm afraid of this connection. I will follow, but not too far. I'll listen, but not too hard. I will dive head first into the deep end, but then immediately grasp for the shore. What am I not saying? I'm sorry. I haven't figured out how to be happy without you, yet I'm sorry I've placed such a burden on you. I'm sorry for any time I've made you feel guilty for not consuming what I've offered to you. For this and everything, I'm sorry. God and guides, I'm sorry that I couldn't always hear you. God and guides, I'm sorry that still I cannot sometimes, a lot of times. I'm sorry I ever felt I didn't need you or I didn't want to hear you, so I closed my ears to you. So it's the facade in the shadow, but also in the light. It's tricky. This facade is what I want so desperately to believe is real, and it is real, and as much as I believe so. But I know, don't I? I know what of me is really real. What of me is the Param Atma? What of me is the true self, the God-Goddess essence? But what isn't also must be, can be, needs to be loved. What if my authenticity embraced my facade in a limitless love? Is that why I'm doing this work? Looking below? What if the light loved the dark? Who's to say it doesn't? What if the light longs for the dark and the dark longs for the light and before they fully merge, there is an emptiness within, but the longing pulls the dark and light into each other and makes the whole. I think this is where the majority of what has been hiding is hiding. 
or has hidden is in this aspect of myself because I am gifted and I've heard from every freaking psychic I've ever met that I'm psychic and I am like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get it. I don't understand you. But even having spoken with my mother a couple days ago, yesterday actually at the time of this recording, she mentioned, she, you know, she mentions things that make me think, gosh, I was so attuned to energies and I was uncomfortable going places where I wasn't comfortable with the energy. And just because I didn't consciously understand what was happening doesn't mean I'm not totally tuned in. And like, it doesn't take me half a second to get into a trancey space or something. It's like, if my guides want to talk to me, they're just going to say, grab a notebook right now. And I do. So why do I question myself with that, right? What am I hiding? I really feel like I'm hiding my true voice from myself first. And if we hide anything from ourselves, we can't share it with the world, right? And that's only a tiny part of it. It's also just being able to hear, you know, being able to hear in the way that we hear, whether that's claircognizance, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clair whatever. Like, are we okay with it? Are we judging it? Is our inner judge judging our inner gifts, you know? And why am I speaking? Why am I speaking? Do I need to be heard? And if I need to be heard, am I expressing myself in such a way that is out of kind of a desperation of, I need you to hear me. And I feel like, yes, I have done that. And I still do it at times. It's like, I don't know where it came from and it doesn't matter, but it's almost like, I saw the world differently as a child. Well, I see the world differently now too, but I, it was like I, in childhood, I was not understood just because the people around me didn't see the world the way I saw it. And it wasn't that I wasn't loved and it wasn't that I wasn't nurtured and cared for. I was, I had a wonderful family. I'm so blessed and I'm eternally grateful for my family. They're still amazing even as I've stepped a little bit more forward and a little bit more forward with my gifts and what how I see and perceive the world, they're not judging me. I'm judging me based on how I think society and they might judge me, but they're not. <laughs> so how lucky am I? How blessed and fortunate am I, right? And yet I still feel this emptiness of speaking and not being heard and then maybe also being spoken to and not allowing myself to hear that message, whether it be from somebody else like my friend who helped me see this sort of desperation energy in my voice or in my energy, in my, in what I'm putting out there. And gosh, I don't want that. (laughs) Like that's the last thing I want. So it's been, like I said, it's been a crappy couple of weeks. It's been a challenging journey, but has it ever been enlightening and I definitely will keep going. In fact, I have kept going. I did do the heart chakra and I'm going to read that to you now. So actually, before I start, I didn't mention to you the accoutrement or the protection that Inanna had on for the fifth chakra. Well, just the third one that she had on where it was like this thing around her neck that was dangling and it was like two 
orbs or egg-shaped gems or jewels, and I have no clue what in the heck that is, but since she was wearing lapis lazuli around her neck for the sixth chakra, or for, you know, that that is a third eye kind of thing, and then for, you know, her fourth one, she wore a breastplate, and that's definitely heart. I'm just thinking, yeah, okay, that makes sense, but it doesn't all have to make sense to my conscious 2020 mind, right? So, whatever. Heart chakra, fourth chakra, here we go. The shadow of the heart. What will I find below the breastplate? How much work I've done in this area, truly. Shatter my heart so a new room can be created for a limitless love. And has it ever been? And yet unconditional love has still eluded me. What conditions do I still require? So this is a hard one. Because I feel I've been unconditionally loved a lot by many people, but never by my, you know, from me, never my, by me. And if I can't love myself unconditionally, I must be projecting those conditions onto others, even those who've loved me unconditionally. And that hurts really bad. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. I do not like that about myself, but can I love it anyway? And maybe as I love that aspect of myself, the conditions that I've needed from myself might be able to dissolve a little bit and I can continue to work on and not just work on, but experience unconditional love for others. That is my highest goal, really, I feel. And I think as my soul number being four, that that is the heart chakra, that is this cup of prayer, that is this Christ consciousness, which is unconditional love. And my soul number being four, being that cup of prayer, it's like, that's my highest expression. And if I can align with that, I will always be in my soul's highest expression. And then there are lots of different ways of expressing in the world that are going to make me fulfilled, which I'm going to be talking about more on this Boundless Soul podcast. But for now, let's just suffice it to say (laughs) that this is a big one for me. And I hope that I can make make some movement here with it. So, The question was, what conditions do I still require? To meet at the same level of space between. This is for personal romantic love. Or maybe I'm not as far off as I think. Maybe the pain is there to show me how much capacity I have for love. And the pain is simply showing me where the shattered parts haven't been filled. Maybe there's much doubt hiding here. And yes, there is grief for past decisions. Is this grief then regret? Is regret simply grief? Not of a lost something we've had, but a lost opportunity? Grieving something we didn't experience because at the time we chose something else? Or maybe we aren't grieving the action or circumstance, but we're disappointed by the result. Like, I regret not heeding the red flags from my first engagement because we got divorced, but looking back, How would I have gained so much strength and confidence in pursuing my truth if I hadn't had to be me anyway? Let me read that again. How would I have gained so much strength and confidence in pursuing my truth if I hadn't had to, quote, be me anyway, end quote, even when my, quote, partner, end quote, didn't want me to evolve? I actually remember a period of time when, well, not a period of time. I just remember this circumstance. We were sitting on our couch and he said, 
You're like this like 90% of the time. If you could just scale it back to even like 60% of the time. And I'm thinking, oh crap, I'm only 90% myself. I'm Where's the next 10%? Like I'm missing 10% of my true self. Like I got to be 100% me 100% of the time, right? And I said, what do you mean? Go back to being depressed? Mm-hmm. So watch out for that, people. If you're in a relationship, friendship, whatever, and people are asking you to go back to how you were or to be less of who you are, that is a red flag. And that needs to be, well, you can do whatever you want with it, but I highly recommend you take that seriously and you look at yourself and you say, okay, is this situation really that important for me to not be 100% me? Is it more important for me to please this person by dulling myself down or... Is my evolution and my soul growth, my spirituality, my spiritual growth, is that top priority? And if it is, you've got to know, you've just got to know that if your spiritual growth and evolution is your top priority, your energy, a lot of people will say like the universe has your back or, you know, the entire universe will conspire to support you and it will because your energy will command it to. So when you start to put your self, your highest self, meaning your spiritual growth, your capital S self, your true self, your soul. First, your energy will command the energies around you to support you. And it might be really challenging for your ego or your personality self, and it might be very scary. But I've been there, I've been through it, and it's unbelievable how it works out. As long as you keep yourself capital S self, top priority, it will show you so much magic. I can't even explain. I have stories, but, you know, we don't have time for them all right now. All right. So that, that's that little side track there. So let me start back, start back with that. How would I have gained so much strength and confidence in pursuing my truth if I hadn't had to be me anyway, even when my partner didn't want me to evolve? Could I have? I don't know. I am here now, and although I've certainly projected a more than fair share of past issues onto my current partner, at least I'm staying truer to myself and finding that the truer I am to myself, the easier our relationship is. I am boundless within my boundaries. The moment I break a boundary, I am bound. I really want to, like, stress that because that's what came through from my heart. And really the... The reason this one probably feels a little bit lighter to you is that it is because I truly prayed that prayer. I was in Ashland probably in um, 2013 and I read this prayer, shatter my heart so that a new room can be created for a limitless love. And I actually wrote a song and you know what? Why don't I end this podcast with that song so you can hear it? But I prayed that prayer and let me tell you what, the universe, (laughs) the universe complied and my heart shattered open so hard and it was unrequited love. And I learned how to love more unconditionally without needing, without being able to control it. My heart was shattered and that's okay. Like, I grew through it and now I can love more deeply and I can love myself more deeply. And that's, yeah, (laughs) that's why my heart is 
I'm not saying there's nothing hiding in the shadows of my heart, because trust me, I know there are, especially the part about the unconditional love. That one does not feel good to me. I don't like that. But can I bring light to it and merge them within that space? That longing for the shadow and the light to join together? I think so. I think we all can. So I'm going to end this episode here and just welcome you to the new version of the podcast. I know I just changed it to Wild Radiance, but there was an emptiness inside me and I really had to sit with it. As I mentioned, these couple of weeks, I know I've told you this already, but these couple of weeks have not been great. But what they have done is they have brought me into those shattered aspects of myself, right? And shown me some things. And at one point, a friend of mine who's also a channel was saying, you need to just do like a brain dump and a channeling. Just write, just get your journal out and do a brainstorm channel, channeling session on what you're here really for, what your offerings really provide, the the effect of them. And that night, I couldn't sleep. So at 11.30 p.m., I got up and I went to the other room and I started it. And at 1 a.m., I felt like I had cleared some of the stuff and some of the ideas. And so then I went to bed. And the next night, believe it or not, 11.30 p.m., I woke up, couldn't sleep. So I went in the other room and at midnight 30, <laughs> that's what I call 12.30, I guess. So 12.30 a.m., I was like, okay, okay, that's plenty go to sleep, went to sleep just fine. The next night, Friday night, last Friday, I decided to stay up a little later and just journal right before I went to sleep and that worked. (laughs) And I've been making some changes on some headway and the boundless soul is something that came very, very, very clearly through that experience. And I love it. It is how I aim to live and what I aim to show people because I see your boundless soul. In fact, I see like everyone's boundless soul. And I see the boundaries that you're breaking. And when we break our boundaries, meaning we say yes when we want to say no, that is what a boundary is for. A boundary is to keep us contained within our own energy so we don't spend it and leak it onto everything else that we don't want to be spending our energy on. Our boundary helps us say no. And our boundaries are informed by our values. And it's really hard to know our values isn't it? Because we don't go to school and learn, okay, what is your top value? We learn two plus two is four. Valuable information, but not our values. So the cool thing is we are equipped with numerous tools to find our values, or not find our values, but recognize them, realize them. And numerology is one of those tools. Numerology is an awesome tool because it doesn't lie ever. And it's set. Like your birthday is your birthday, right? So let's look at that. I mentioned my heart chakra, basically. Number four, that cup of prayer, that compassion, that selflessness, that unconditional loving state of being is my value. That is my soul contracted value so that I can connect most deeply with my soul. There are four other soul contracted values that we all have and they're all different depending on your birthday so yeah if somebody was born the exact same day as me they have the same soul contracted values that doesn't mean our boundaries are going to be exactly the same because we're different right so it's customized but this is what i'm bringing out into the world is information about 
what are your soul contracted values? And then what are your other values? Because we all obviously have more than just like four or five values, right? These are a really good start though. And when we can practice with these and align with our boundless soul, which is what happens when we start to love ourselves through whatever practice works for us, whether it be taking this journey of Inanna or whether it be Kundalini Yoga, which I also teach because it's so customizable. There's so many different options through it and they work so well to clear the subconscious of the crap so we can fill it with the truth, Satnam, with what we really are and with our values. And so we can have those strong boundaries. The self-doubt disappears. The self-doubt builds walls. So when the self-doubt disappears, the walls dissolve and the self-love repairs the boundaries and boom, we are now boundless. I freaking love it. I hope you do too. I hope you stay tuned for more information. I'm going to be interviewing some amazing guests, some amazing boundless souls coming up here. And I will finish this descent of Inanna, this journey, you know, (laughs) of my own too, going down into the lower chakras. So you can tune in for those as well. But this really has been a very, very awakening journey already, and I'm only halfway through. So definitely want to say thank you for tuning in and staying tuned in. And if you have any questions at all, please let me know. I would love to hear your voice as you're hearing mine. So if you could leave me a message, you'll see a link to do that down in the show notes. You can leave me a message. It has to be less than a minute. So let me know which of the shadows resonated most with you, whether it be needing to know kind of the shadow of the seventh chakra. These are my shadows. Or if you know your shadows, share those with us too. Or the sixth chakra, the inner judge. Is that one resonating with you most? Or is it the neediness of the fifth chakra of needing to be heard and having this desperation? Or is it that inability to experience having unconditional love for yourself and therefore really for others. Let me know which one resonates with you the most, if not all of them, (laughs) because the beauty of it is when we shed light on these things, we can now embrace them and love them and merge them with our highest self and boom, we're stronger. So again, thank you so much. Please reach out. I'd love to give you a web. Well, you can you can go to my website, laurachristine.us, and way on the bottom right now, I have a ritual, a new moon intention setting ritual you can grab for free. I am working on updating everything, and I'm going to be getting some new giveaways and free stuff on my new site that will be coming out for being boundless. So just stay tuned. I love you all. You rock my world. And here is that song, Shattered.
Thank you for listening and thank you so much for being a part of this great awakening on earth. What a wild time to be here. I want you to know I'm here for you. If you're looking for one-on-one support or just need quick clarity, head to beingboundless.com to see how I can help make your transformation smoother. If you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with your friends. On a similar note, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts so others like you can find it and benefit too. I cannot wait to read yours on a future episode. Until next time, thank you so much, Boundless Soul, for being boundless with me. Your friend, Elsie.